under cold Midwest skies. Something lurks through the dark. From the rolling hills to the flatlands, they move through the fields. They are cryptids of the corn. Justin. And I'm the really tall Jay. And we are your guides of cryptids as we peel back the corn stalks. Let's take a look. One haul at a time. We're just peeling them back. It takes a while to do corn by hand, detasseling. Alright, so this week's, this episode is a kind of a weird one. I don't know. We're going to talk about a uh, world of cryptids. So we're going to talk about animals that were cryptids that are now documented by science. We're going to talk about newly discovered animals that were laid under the radar. We're going to talk about some of the old big boys of the cryptid world. Ooh. Some of the, you know, the, the poster children. And a really crazy new discovery last year that's making a big splash. Ha <laughs> 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 Two drums and a cymbal walk off a cliff. Alright, so we're going to talk about things that were cryptids. Okay. So these are animals that are no longer cryptids. And I have some dates, and it may surprise you. Alright, so number one, Komodo dragons. Mm. The largest lizard in top three largest reptiles. Big guys. When do you think Komodo dragons were documented by science so that when they broke into the mainstream science who yes. let's go with 1867 not even close before or after after oh it's so like in 1900s really wow okay the 1942 no so you overshot <sighs> 1910 oh, okay that's still very uh, recent yeah no there there was people going to the islands of komodo uh, the Indonesians, uh, the stories, they were laughed at by any respectable scientist for these giant lizards. Um, 1910 is kind of when the first story, uh, not the first story, uh, the, it first got kind of realized that, uh, these animals exist. They were not in a zoo collection until 1933. Hmm. Um, but they had a few dead specimens come. But yeah. So, and then, um, it actually inspired uh, some of the classic King Kong, or what, let me read, by Murrin C. Cooper to write the 1933 classic King Kong about these monsters living on this island. Huh. I got another one for you. I got seven of these, I think, of these types. And then I maybe a couple extras. I don't know. Here's a question, though, sticking with the Komodo dragon. Oh, gosh. You think they taste good? No. Why? Lizard doesn't taste good in general. Really? And that's a big, gamey lizard. Lizard doesn't taste good? No. It just seems like it would. No. Oh, okay. Well, then, question answered. There you go. <laughs> All right. Now, does anything on that animal look like it tastes good? Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like... Uh... Toxic... It, they have venom. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's kind of another misconception. Is It kind of gets argued back and forth. They do have venom. Hmm. Um, but they don't have venom 
they don't have hollow fangs like snakes. Yeah. So they just kind of secrete their venom in their mouth. And they have uh, a hideous bacterial bite. Yeah. okay. So most of the time you die from is the bacteria. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of times Komodo dragons would bite, they'll bite a game animal and they won't struggle to fight it. Yeah. And they'll just follow you until you die. And, yeah. A lot of people died like that on the islands of Komodo. They get bit and they'll just sit there and watch you. Yeah, just waiting for you to go. That's what they do and it's, it's like, they know. Yeah. I'll out-eat you. I only gotta eat once every three months. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna die in 12 hours. We'll be okay. That's crazy. Um. Alright, next one. The platypus. Oh, okay, cool. Um, 18th century, people didn't believe that this creature, like this, could exist. When it was brought to, I think it was England, it was believed to be a hoax by uh, an Asian taxidermist. Um, when the first real platypus came in, everybody had their doubts. Uh, they took that, you know, they took scissors to the pelts, trying to find the stitches. Several years later, after many expeditions, the platypus was finally proven to be real. They brought a live one. Yeah. But yeah, so basically the story is the first taxidermied ones come to England and they're like, okay, this is like jackalopes, you know. This isn't real. This is just something a taxidermist made. Uh, they get some whole carcasses. These guys are tearing these things apart, trying to find stitches and glue and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I heard a story about a live one when it first came to England. I couldn't find it last night, so I don't know how true it is, but it's funny, nonetheless, of a live one, and the guy trying to pull the bill off it. Oh, yeah. He thought it was a beaver, and he was literally trying to pull the bill off it. Yeah. And, yeah. So, it took a long time. This, are those poisonous, right? Venomous. Venomous, okay. Males, only males. Oh, okay. Males have a venom spur on their hind legs. They're like one of three venomous mammals. Hmm, Okay. Are they, uh, are they, uh, what's the word? The slow lorx is another venomous mammal. I don't even know what that is. It's from the mountains. I think the Himalayas. Oh, okay. It's like a little monkey man. Do they have, uh, platypuses? Pouches or whatever? No, they're not marsupials. Marsupial, that's the word I can think of. No, they're, uh, they're, I can't think of the word. Now you said marsupial. It's, they're from the group of egg-laying mammals. Echidna, right? Echidna's the other one. There's only two left. What are those called? I... The name just left me. Yeah. But they're from the group of egg-laying mammals. They're not marsupials, which is a common misconception. Yeah. Uh, but they're from egg-laying mammals. I knew they were in a special group, but that's, yeah, it's a weird, it's definitely is a weird creature. Mm-hmm. They still fit all the mammal characteristics. The two big ones is facial hair and, mm. um. Facial hair? Yeah, facial hair and all mammals have facial hair. And, uh, milk. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, even whales have little mustaches. Oh, sweet. A whale stash. I want a platypus egg. That'd be sweet. Or how that tastes. Ooh. Ooh, it can't be good. Can't be like <laughs> a chicken egg. I don't know. It might taste like rabbit or something. Uh, it tastes like a rabbit. Are their eggs hard? I I've never held one, but I think they're leathery eggs, like turtles. Turtles are okay. You ever had a turtle egg? No, but I know people eat them. Huh. It's a big delicacy in a lot. That's why a lot of sea turtles are endangered. Yeah, well, yeah, I can see that. But, yeah, all right. Ready for the next one? Yep. The okapi? The okapi? I don't the know. Okapi? They're in Zeus. Uh, Toledo has one. Wait, is it like this little, like, bear-looking Giraffe. 
Oh, no, never mind. I don't know what it is. It's the giraffe zebra hybrid looking thing. I don't know if I've seen one. Okay, hold on. We got, I gotta see a picture of this. Okay. Uh, but they're in the draft family. You'll see them. They're giraffes. They're cousins. Um, they're called the African... They were called the African unicorn. They're the genetic... The closest genetic link we have to giraffes. Um, Europeans in the 18th and 19th century often called them the African unicorn. They were not... Or they were still classified as a cryptid for many years uh, until 1901... Sir Henry John or Johnston, that's a weird. Found the okapi skeleton and skin and sent to the British Museum, and it was classified as a new species. Uh-huh. Uh huh. they are very skittish animals, uh-huh. and for their size, they're very large. Yeah, I've seen these before. Uh, they're good hiders. They're good what? Hiders. Oh, hiders. Uh, you wouldn't think an animal that large can hide right beside you, especially, but you can. Especially one looking like that with. Like zebra legs, basically. Mm-hmm. Zebra, it's a like a lot of people call them the zebra giraffe hybrid. Huh, that's pretty cool. I guess I have seen those, but yeah, it does look like a cryptid though. That's pretty funny. Yeah, they were a po- they're one of the poster children. A lot okay. of cryptid institutes have that. Or yeah. The coelacanthus we'll talk about later. Yep. Um, the coelacanth probably has the craziest story. Anyways, what do you think's next on the list? Um, I don't know. These are monster-like non-Africans is how they were described. Monster-like non-Africans. Because this is from the old days when people really didn't view Africans as people. Like Native Africans. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. So it's just, I'm laughing, it's not funny. Just cause the way that it's kind of some of these old texts text describe or, people. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. horrid. Uh... It's like, yeah, you gotta say non-African because I don't... It just is like, why would you say that? Gorillas. Oh, okay. Uh, most European explorers, even in the U.S. So this is late. I'm trying to find the... Actually. Yeah, so it was still cryptid in 1847. Uh, it stayed encrypted until 1902. A gorilla? Yeah. They didn't believe him because they were so good at hiding their monsters. Everybody... Um, oh gosh. What? They just did a movie about him. The sideshow freak show circus guy from the early 1900s. The Greatest Showman is about him. Hmm. I don't know. Look up who The Greatest Showman's by. He offered rewards for all kinds of animals that weren't quite classified yet. Okay. Was that in there? Yeah, he had. It was like 19. Don't hold me to these dates, people. But this is like 1910. And he's offering like $3,000 reward for a dead one and $5,000 for a live one. P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Okay. Yeah, he'd have awards out for gorillas. Wow. He believed in before he believed in before science did. But he got a lot of weird specimens. Yeah. Of stuff. Well, have you seen like... there's There are old pictures of like these weird ape gorilla things that people have... Caught and posed yeah. pictures with them. Anyway. I think those were uh, bonobos. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and bonobos were. That's not on this list, but that should be. Bonobos weren't discovered till two thousand something. Really? Mm-hmm. Like officially, they are a subset of chimpanzees. Okay. They look very superficially like chimpanzees. There are a lot of differences. Yeah. And that's where some of these, when we get into new discoveries, that's where a lot of these kind of lie. 
they superficially resemble another species, so they kind of get overlooked. Mm-hmm. It's not like they never were seen before a lot of times. Yes, it just but, assumed it was something yeah. else. Uh, giant squids. Right, yep, that's one. Uh, when do you think... Let me let me read this fully. The first We had the first pictures of a giant squid. I remember the day this happened. I was a young little boy, so it wasn't that far ago. I think I remember, too. Um, let me guess here. 2004. Yeah. That was right? Dang. And what we, a good guess. That number was just in my head. And we didn't have a, a body till 2006 when fishermen caught a 24-foot long uh, female. Was it, wasn't it dead, right? Mm. No, they caught her alive, but uh, she died. Okay. So I, I remember that, too. Giant squ- squids have ammonia-based buoyancy. Mm. So when that's the surface too long, uh, it yeah. warms up and they can't dive and they die. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then another dead one washed up that same year. Yep. Uh, and still people considered it a hoax. Yep, I remember that because it was very, you've seen the pictures of it and people were still, oh, well, that ain't real. It's fake. But it's like, what, what, what's that? So, what was I going to tell you? Crazy thing about giant squids huh? is these larger animals... So we do not know anything really about them. Uh, we've caught larval giant squid now, mm-hmm. and we know about the colossal squid, which is documented too. The colossal squids don't get much longer than giants. Mm-hmm. Actually, they don't get longer than giants. They're shorter, but they're like five times the weight. Oh, that's the difference. Yeah, that's where the colossal comes in. Uh, yeah, and they they're they're super they're super strong. Giant squids, I we estimate they can get with their grabbing tentacles. Mm-hmm. So the the main body is called the mantle. That tube is the mantle. Then they have their head, and then they have their normal tentacles, and then they have their grasping tentacles, which are the big long ones. The two out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we estimate right now that they could be sixty foot in length. Uh, with those, uh, there are some estimates that they're bigger. We don't know. Obviously, we believe everyone in the collections we have are juveniles. Really? Yeah. We've never found, as far as I know. And somebody may know more than me on this, and that's fine. As far as I know, we've never had caught one that had developed sexual organs enough to where we believe they were actively breeding. Hmm. Uh, most times, squids die after they breed. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean every squid has to die after they breed. I don't know of any that don't. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Um. But, so these twenty, these, we think they live two to four years. Good lord, and they're growing that big that fast. Yeah, and they're like they start off as like a little bit bigger than a grain of rice. Man, we don't know anything about them though, so it's all speculation, kind of. Yeah, I mean, we have more pictures. I think we have more good pictures of Bigfoot than we do of giant squids. Oh, the really? difference is we have a body. Uh, we have we have like four bodies. Isn't there a picture online of a giant squid like in the water, like fully? You can see the full length of it. It's gigantic. Is that, am I making that up, or is that out there? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, maybe it's maybe it's something else. It's one of your woo woo pages. Maybe I don't know. Look I, at the sea monster. I thought I thought maybe there was a photo of a giant squid or something like in the water. There is like a, a video sea. of a colossal squid next to a boat because it's that's when they caught it in the Antarctica. Antarctica. They caught one of the Arctic or Antarctica. I can't remember. They caught it under like right by an ice sheet in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And she was on the side of the boat because she was hooked to a squid hook. She's beating the side of the boat. She's denning steel and stuff like that. Good lord. They're strong. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be scary. 
I'm not getting in the water with that. As far as we... So, and the other thing, uh, from other size estimates on giant squids, uh, s- beaks we have found in the sperm whale stomachs. Yeah. And that's the only hard part on a squid. And suction cup scarring. Mm-hmm. There are some estimates, and this is kind of like splitting hairs on, you know, stuff. Some estimates put them over 100 foot long. Yeah. Big adults from these suction scars and beaks they found. They could be. To me, that biologically is not impossible. There's not a lot to them. Right, yeah. So it's not saying that, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense what I'm trying to get at. Even a 100 foot long giant squid would probably weigh 4,000 pounds. Yeah. Or less. Yeah. A colossal squid, I think the one we have in captivity, or the one we got was like 3,000 pounds. Hmm. Yeah, they're, they're a lot meatier, but that's why they don't get as long. Yeah. Uh, giant squids are very thin, narrow animals. Uh, they have giant, op- you know, when they open their tentacles, it's yeah. huge. I but seeing that, though. So they did, I'm trying to think. And there's one there where they put a camera on a Humboldt squid in the Gulf of Mexico, or no, not the Gulf of Mexico, the coast of Baja or something like that. And I can't remember the guy that did it. He's a famous guy for shark dives and stuff like that. Humboldt's mm-hmm. will rip you apart. Humboldt's are the scariest thing in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones that flash the red and the white, yeah. right? Yeah. And they get six foot long, and they will rip you apart. Oh, wow. They're, they're the piranhas of the ocean. Oh, okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, but then they should... they videoed one that was eating the, their camera squid. Yeah. And they had some camera estimates of it having a 120-foot spread really? before it smacked down. And that's what their whole goal was, to film giant squid hunting. Yeah. Because they thought they hunted their smaller cousins, which makes sense. Squid stomachs, so their brains are donut-shaped, squid stomachs pass straight through their brain. Hmm. Wow. So they got to eat really small things. Didn't know that. Headache. Did not know that. All right, moving on. We spent a lot of time with giant squid. The Benzagazo... And Benghazi? No. Oh. Benzagazo is one of the ancestral spirits of the Moa people in western Papua New Guinea. It ties to western Papua New Guinea mythology. Made the Benzu... The Wait, how do you... Benzagazo, a cryptid for decades. Until the 1980s when Tim Flanner... Flannery? Tim Flannery. A Australian scientist took the first picture of a Benzagazo... Bonzogazi, uh, yeah, the tree dwelling marsupial. Uh, it looks like a little tiny man, with black and white fur, even walks around with two legs. Unfortunately, it's on the endangered species list, and it's not looking good for it. Mm. Here's how you spell it. If you're trying to look yeah. at a picture. Oh man, okay, I was way off. Yeah, how do you, how do you say that? Bonzogazu. Bonzogazu. I can't read. If anybody can't tell. I want, who who is it the Mo, the what people? The Moni Moai. Let me see it. That's oh Moni Mona Moni Moni. That's what I said. Yeah, I don't know which one it is. Moni Moni. It's all about that I at the end. It's M O N I. So I don't know if they want the I pronounced. Or... Yeah, I don't know either. Because I thought I was gonna read them. Oh, there they are. All right, is that them? On. Let's see. Little. Yeah, that's them. Okay. They walk around like a little guy. Oh wow. Oh, cool. That's the 1980s. Wow. Um, you done saying wow over there? I mean, I didn't know about this one, This and this is real. Yes, it's real. That's the whole point of this episode. Well, it's real. <laughs> Every animal I'm going to talk about is 
It's real. Real, for sure. Documented. Yeah, we have them laying dead on a slab somewhere. Yeah, their bodies picked apart, I'm sure. Those are pretty cool. I like this one. Alright. Alright, next guy. Kangaroos. Okay. Um, okay, let me guess when... Do you have when it, these were discovered on there? Yeah, it's, there's several dates by different people. But you go ahead and give me a date, and if it's one of these, I'll give it to you. I mean, it can't be as recent as, like, some of these other ones. I'm going to guess 1700s. No, I want, I want dates. Um, I'll give you a 10-year spread. 1763. Oh, you hit the 10-year spread. 1770. Oh, all right. Is when, uh, yeah, Captain Cook got brought one back. So, okay, so the, okay. I'm sure they've been... Sir Joseph Banks rediscovered the kangaroo on Captain Cook's voyage in 1770. The kangaroo has changed from an enjoyable myth to an actual species, but it had been seen and documented several times through history. 1499, 1629. I was going to say, I think in the Aborigines, who knows what their records, their verbal records, would probably go back generations of kangaroo, you know? Oh, yeah, this is... Well, once again, we're talking about mainstream science. Right, yeah, yeah. All right, 2020 new discoveries. Okay. So, didn't do nothing last year because COVID. the world was burning. Yeah, there's no new... I guess 2020 the world was burning, too. Sick of this stuff. Bef- this is before it got... World's roasted. been burning since the... Or, it's been burning since the world's been turning. Yeah, yeah. Billy, uh, Joel... Billy Eilish, is that what you were going to say? No, Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire. Okay, a new mouse lemur emerges from the world's tiniest group of primates. Ooh, a mouse lemur? Mm-hmm. There are 180, or 108 species of lemur and 25 species of mouse lemur. All are threatened with extinction. What's a mouse lemur? Is it just like a tiny version of a lemur? They're like that big. But do they have like the arms and stuff? Like... Yeah, they're little tiny lemurs. I gotta look this one up, Milking too. mouse. Uh, the Jonah's mouse lemur, uh, from the other mouse lemurs based on both its appearance as well as, uh, genetic data, mitochondrial DNA data. Mm-hmm. So that's, a lot of people will split species off of DNA. Yeah. Then, a lot of people will split species off of phenotypes, which I don't agree with. So okay. Don't, that's, there's a lot of variations in a population, but, yeah, it's just like... It's like um, sheep. There's different subspecies of sheep, but in those subspecies, sometimes they can have variations in color. Mm-hmm. They'd be like splitting those up. Right. Yeah. It's just extra splitting. Like dog breeds. Yeah. Um, an expedition into the Bolivian cloud forest reveals a new frog, along with uh, among the smallest in the world. This thing is ten millimeters long. That's a pretty small frog. Point, or 0.4 inches. But does it croak? Reading. Yes. <laughs> What's that sound like? <laughs> that has to be like a highest pitched croak ever. That's very, they say a very distractive call. Uh, I bet. It's probably annoying. Uh, but they uncovered 20 species new to science, including in this expedition. Uh... New a bunch of plants and butterfly species, including this the deviled-eyed frog. Hmm. 
Sounds scary. Another uh, lemur, or no, a langur was discovered. A langur? How do you spell that? A new primate species, the Papa Langer, L-A-N-G-U-R. Okay. But yeah. I'm, gonna see what I'm this reading looks. right now. Let's see what this Langer looks like. And there are only 260 individuals estimated to be in existence. Uh, they are critically endangered, and yeah. all individuals remain in a 10 square mile area. Ooh, that seems, yeah, 260? Mm-hmm. Seems very uh, endangered. Yeah. So generally, depending on the species, uh, anything from mammals, the number used to be, uh, I think it's under 5,000 individuals, it may be less than that now, is clar- declared uh, functionally extinct, which means that that species does not have a big enough genetic pool. Yeah. That's a langer, by the way. There we go. So, like, once they get below that number... And they don't have a big enough genetic pool to be a viable species anymore. Mm-hmm. They can still breed and reproduce, but you're going to start seeing a lot of genetic defects, and mm-hmm. eventually they'll go extinct from just not having enough genetics. Poison in the water hole. Yeah. Dang. That sucks. A new Indian pit viper, named after a Harry Potter character, was discovered. Mm. The new green pit viper species found in the Himalayas is named Trimosaurus salazar. Or the Salazar's Pit Viper. Is Salazar from Harry Potter or something? After Salazar Slytherin. Ah, okay. Oh, I get it. Slytherin. Yeah. It's a nocturnal, unique reddish-orange striped head uh, in both the bodies of males. Uh, yeah. Cool. False gecko found in the Philippines. False gecko? Yeah, it's a group of geckos. Cool. These are all 2020 still. Mm-hmm. Madagascar giant frog. How can you miss a giant frog? Uh, it's been a delicacy in Madagascar for a while and just got discovered. Wait a minute. Something just don't add up there. That happens all the time. People go, like in the Amazon, Yeah. fishery biologists or fish biologists or ichthyologists, if you want to get real technical, uh, they will go literally to the fish markets of the Amazon and discover new species every trip. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Is it? I think so. Eating endangered or almost extinct animals is awesome. Really? They're going to go extinct anyways. How do you know? The fish? Because 99.9% of all animals on this earth have gone extinct. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. You don't know. They may be the ones, the 0.01%. Not if we eat them at fish markets. That's what I'm saying. We're taking their chance. I mean, that's what happens. Uh, 15 new wasp species found in Brazil. 15 wasps? New wasp species. Just in Brazil? Yeah, and they're all from the family that lays eggs and tarantulas. Oh, okay. But wait, do bugs count as animals? Where do you draw the line? Yes, they belong in the animal kingdom. Hmm. But can you eat them? Yeah. Why do people do that? Why is that a new trend? I've had... No, it's not a new trend. It's why, why probably is it the becoming, oldest thing. Why is it becoming a, a trend? I've had the uh, cricket cookies. Yeah. So they no, there's no legs or nothing in them. They turn them into flour. I've heard of that. Yeah, and it's really it's fine. You don't taste nothing. Well, yeah, but you're still eating up. Yeah, but it's a super high protein. It's really good for you. Yeah, and it's easier to. You've been listening to all those commercials. No, it's uh, for as far as agriculture, 
they're a lot easier to raise and they can eat pretty much whatever. Yeah, including uh, like garbage. I mean, if you feed them garbage, don't eat them. Yeah, well. It's just like if you feed a chicken nothing but plastics and garbage, don't eat that chicken. Yeah, exactly. But if you feed a cricket, you know, corn silage, that's fine. I guess. I don't know. It's just a, it's an interesting way that uh, a different sustainable agricultural process to get some different types of food. I guess so. I mean, when you look at pound per protein of how to raise a cricket versus a beef cow, it's a lot more efficient to raise the crickets. If you want to eat that. Like I said. I guess to each their own. I'm talking more about sustainability. I don't want to go out of my way to eat crickets, generally. Right. But as sustainable agriculture and a better practice for the environment, Maybe. insects aren't too far off. You know, it's, they're... So I guess they're animals. They're, I mean, they belong to the animal kingdom. That's not the thing we were arguing about there. I we were am. arguing about eating them. <laughs> well, you know, for PETA's sake, you know, ethical reasons, should we be grinding these bugs into burgers and whatnot? Well, you dry them first. No, oh, I don't know if anybody turn them into burgers. I just sort of mean use this flour for uh, baked goods. Well, that too. And really, they're not. It's all coming. It's all. I've coming. had the cookies. It was cookies I had, and they were good cookies. Well, that's just because they're all cookies are good cookies, except oatmeal raisin. Those are those not. those aren't bad cookies, mm. but they're tricks. They're very tricky because you're like chocolate chip. Yep, and then you take that one bite into a raisin, and it's like this is the worst thing ever. Who it's like when you drink something you weren't expecting to drink; it instantly tastes horrible, even though it might be something you enjoy. But when you're expecting to take a drink a Dr Pepper and, and it's Sprite chocolate milk. or chocolate milk or something, you're like, or your dad, what did I just drink? Or, or your, your dad's your, ashtray? No, your, your, your dad's, dad's chew spit. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, I you, swear, grew up, you grew up in the Midwest. I've seen your dad drink his own spitter. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Gosh, that's so gross. I'm sure he did it by accident. Yeah, but. no, he did. Because he had those, there was those two, whatever, those chocolate milk one thing he's yeah. drinking. Pat's Hard Coffees. Yeah, Pat's Hard Coffees. And he had one as a spitter when he was drinking out. Oh, and I was literally at Euchre and I watched him go. <laughs> oh. And then he looked around and then he seen me. <laughs> Oh, gosh, yeah. Then he probably laughed. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's not my drink. Yeah, I've drank his spitter before, and it was just... Well, my grandpa used to smoke... One to die. Long time ago. Uh, I uh, did his... Uh, uh, his, his yeah. cigarette butt was in the and can. I threw up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, a new slimy salamander in the U.S. finally gets a name. So this is a good point we're going to talk about here in a second. Uh, slimy salamanders is a group of... It's a species of salamander. It's not because they're slimy. That's mm. actually the name of the species. Oh, but there's a lot of slimy salamanders. This was first collected over 50 years ago and finally got a name. Oh. So a lot of times you see this movie with dinosaurs and stuff. They have had these forever. Mm -hmm. just haven't had the time to classify them. Mm -hmm. So when you see new dinosaurs discovered, a lot of times you look into that research, they were actually discovered in like the 60s. Mm. And nobody's had time to sit down there and classify them until now. Mm -hmm. And this happens with other species, too. So, the, uh, the state has... Oh, what, where is it? North Carolina. The state has 64 named salamanders. Uh, more than any other state in the country? I'm not sure about that. I think they may be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure Tennessee holds the record for salamander species. Um, but, yeah, Sand Hills region. So... This is the uh, Carolina Sandhill Salamander, which is a, a type of slimy salamander. Uh, and it was discovered, like I said, it was first collected 50 years ago. 
But it wasn't really discovered until 2020 hmm. when it was classified. Classified, yeah. That's pretty sweet. I'm skipping a lot of the plants, just so people know. There are so many plants that are discovered yeah, all the time. Let's just stick to the animal kingdom. Yeah. Freaking plants. Um, is everywhere. there a cryptid plant? Ooh. There is. Oh. Not in the Midwest, but there's a man eating tree in the Middle East. Oh, I think it's in the Middle East. It might be Africa. There's a tree that eats people. Hmm. And it moves. It's cryptid? It's a cryptid. Okay, it's not one of these that are. No. No, there's no, there's no real trait that we know of that eats people. I've seen the uh, Swamp Thing do some damage on Swamp Thing. Some cartoons. Uh, giant scorpion found in Sri Lanka. I can't believe I read Sri Lanka right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it says giant scorpion in the title, but it's not giant. It's four Ooh. inches. Speaking of Sri Lanka, I got a good like little Sri Lanka history story. My uh, if. Should I tell it or not? One second. All right. Uh, scorpions are prey to the illegal wildlife trade because of their popularity as pets. So that's a big problem. Like uh, Asian forest scorpions are wild caught all the time. There's all kinds of scorpions that people keep. Uh, mm-hmm. And this was one of them that was just discovered to be its own species. Mm-hmm. And they are worried about it because they think it's already been decimated by the pet trade so much. Oh, wow. People just taking them. Mm-hmm. And- wildlife collection. Uh, it's a big problem in China. Mm. You know, I do news and salamanders, and that's where a lot of these guys come from. Uh, oh, wow. Everything I have is captive bred and captive born. But uh, that was a big problem. Is like literally these people would go out and just catch everything. Like emperors, emperor newts are a big deal, and they're like you know they're like three or four bucks here in the U.S. Yeah. So, your guy in China, guess what? You know where there's a pile of them? You're yeah. gonna fill a bucket. Yep, and you go sell that. Sell them for twenty bucks. Yeah. And you still, you know, all right, tell your Sri Lanka story. So, like, uh, there is, I think it was called, is it called Adam's Bridge? It's where India connects to Sri Lanka, because Sri Lanka's right off the coast of India, you know? Okay. And there's, like, this old story, like, an old Hindu story of, like, uh, I forget what they're called, like, the half, you know, like, the half, like, monkey people, mm-hmm. and they supposedly, there was, a like, a god there that came from Sri Lanka. Daughter. Yeah, stole the daughter, took her back to Sri Lanka, and then um, I think it was Rama or something. Maybe it's Rama's bridge or something. I can't remember if it was Rama or not. But it, he ins- he had these people that worked for him build a bridge from India to Sri Lanka to so he could go rescue that princess. Well, now they've dug down into that area. There was a, it looks like it was a bridge, actually a land bridge connecting the two. But they dug down, they found actual bricks made, like, down in the ocean floor that was actually, looks construct like, man-made construction. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. And it's not like, it's kind of like the Bimini, Bimini, Bimini Road, there we go. But it's actual, there's actual bricks you can see, and then if you look from, like, the satellite pictures, it looks like a land bridge that's been washed out over time. So I wonder, uh... Yeah, we've like, talked about rock cleavage before, too, on some of those. Yeah. I don't know about that one in particular. But there was one off the coast of Japan that's like, oh, this is a stairway and this is the carved turtle. Um, Omagumo or something or something like that. And it was nothing. Yeah, yeah. It was, that's just out of that certain type of rock. And Mm -hmm. that one geologist proved to that guy, I can't remember what show it was on, that he kept handing him chunks of He's like, drop this. Yeah. And it'd break always kind of almost perfect 90 degree angles. Yeah. Yeah, the ocean pounds on this. So that's why there's all these 90 degree angles and that's why... I the shape of it didn't really make sense because there's like stairs going to nowhere and yeah. you know just it was an odd shape. 
All right. Um, last one for now, and then we'll we'll have more time. Uh, we'll do a couple more. I'll just print off a whole bunch, and then we'll move on to the other category. The iridescent snake that shines through Vietnam. Um, these are called. This is a subspecies of sun or uh, sunbeam snakes. Okay. Uh, I had one for a while huh. of sunbeams. They're extremely hard to keep in captivity. They're all wild caught. Nobody's ever captive bred them. I took a risk and tried because I really wanted one. Yeah. And it died very fast. They always die very fast. Huh. Um, they're a wetland snake. They live in mud. They eat frogs. They have no teeth. Uh, they are the shiniest. You ever seen gasoline machine? Yeah. They're just like that, but a snake. Huh. They're the prettiest snake in the world. Wow. Uh, but they live underground. The iridescence is actually an antifungal thing. Hmm. But yeah, they got a new subspecies of them. That's pretty sweet. I never never seen one in person. And you never will. Nope. I won't buy one ever again. How I much was bad. it? Wasn't much. It was, okay. They're cheap, but it's just like I feel bad. Yeah. Why? Why can't? Why can't they live in some species? Just cannot do captivity. Yeah. It just they stress out. They don't eat. You know, just. And it's just one of those species that shouldn't be held in captivity. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, it's it's almost impossible unless you were a zoo level that could afford a giant enclosure for a little snake. Where it doesn't realize it's even in captivity, mm-hmm. yeah. And that would be... They're not big. Yeah. Like a corn snake size. So they're not... And they're shorter than that, but they're mm-hmm. about, you know, thickness. But yeah. Um... Known animals that went extinct, but may still exist. So I have a little list of these guys, too. So these are animals that have now become cryptids because they were declared extinct. Okay. Uh, but they're still seen. Okay. The Trilocene, Tasmanian tiger. That's oh. probably the biggest one on this list. Uh, I am 100% they still exist. Okay. I've seen really good pictures. Uh, there's that one guy that's doing all this work that's gotten rump shots. Because you can see the stripes on the hump, the rump, and everything. Uh, they are a marsupial mm-hmm. that is very canid in shape. They have the widest open jaws of any mammal. Um, so here's why they, they have a super weak bite. Oh, really? They're small mammal eaters. They're not like a dingo. Yeah. Uh, they got accused of killing sheep. So they had bounties on them. Yeah. And pretty much they were wiped out extremely fast. Uh, they were declared extinct. This doesn't say, but I believe... So yeah, here's the last one in the zoo was 1936. But they weren't declared extinct until like 1959. Mm-hmm. And there's still pictures seen of them every once in a while. Uh, I know people have done eDNA work with gotten mixed results. Um, I did eDNA work for a living. And it's a very fickle thing. Yeah. It's a very hard thing to prove either way with the results. eDNA at this point is a useless science for most of this. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know why. It will be one day the greatest biological tool. It's just not there yet. Okay. It's and not developed enough yeah, or something? Yeah, that's what it is. It's not fine-tuned enough because we get fragmented DNA and all that stuff. And then it's either super accurate or it's not accurate. Mm-hmm. It'll, but it'll pick up on stuff like uh, for the U.S. The big thing is the Asian carp, the silver big head carp. Uh, it picks up the DNA everywhere, and probably because the populations of birds is what we imagine is happening. The populations of birds are eating the larval fish and moving watersheds. 
Mm-hmm. So we're getting eDNA hits for them in areas they're not there yet. As far as we know, and it may not be true, but that's kind of what we're thinking is happening. Hmm. So it's very, it's picking up. So it just it's just hard science. It's not quite there yet. Yeah. It will be. I have full faith in it being an extreme scientific tool one day. But yeah, try the scenes. They're still seen. Pretty common. Dog-sized animals. Uh, they're prosecuted because they thought they were killing sheep. Yeah. And now we know their bite force wasn't even strong enough to, like, they could bite you and probably not break your skin. Really? Yeah. They were small mammal eaters. How do we determine, how do we know that? Uh, we have a lot of skeletons. A lot of skulls and stuff like that. Bite yeah. force is super easy to determine with muscle attachments and stuff like that. Tensile strength experiments. Hmm. Okay. I can say a lot of big words very fast. Yeah. I can't tell. Right over my head. No, I understand, I understand most of them. Yeah, yeah. It's basically... The way their muscle attached to the base of their skull, mm-hmm. the back of their skull, and how their jaw was would leverage that pressure, was not designed for any, any real number. Hmm. They were made right. to, you know, smaller well, things. In the game arc, I think they're in that. That's a thylacolia. Oh, okay. That's, that's a, a whole bigger. different thing, and that Dang. thing was terrifying. Yeah, it was. That thing would wreck you. Yeah, it's that's a grizzly bear-sized tree. Tree yeah. climber, yeah. Yeah, that thing would wreck you in two seconds. That's what I always thought this was at first. So, no. no. Very different. No, these are dog size. So, a smaller version and less... Yeah, these are more wolf-like in their appearance, but they're more uh, more oriented to eating small rodents and that kind of thing. Real small marsupials. Any questions on that one? Uh-uh. Okay. Ivory Bill Woodpecker. Oh, uh, in the mid-1990s, Ivory Bill Woodpecker was widely believed to be extinct due to... Decades of deforestation and hunting by collectors for their feathers. It was rediscovered in 2004 uh, when the bird enthusiast kayaking through the waters of the woods of Arkansas reported seeing one alive. And I remember that. People called that guy an idiot, a liar. Uh, a lot of the logging industry. Yeah. Because uh, Arkansas has got a lot of logging. And they are rediscovered, but it's kind of still... It's kind of still up in the air whether they're... It's extinct or not? Yeah. So, like I was talking about earlier, functionally extinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's two of them left, that's functionally extinct. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Right, yeah. There's no point in protecting them. As far as the government, these people that have to do these decisions, as far as they're concerned, functionally extinct animal is an extinct animal. Um, King cheetahs. Ooh. Starting in the 1926, people from Zimbabwe uh, began spotting the cheetah with unusual markings. Instead of spots, these cheetahs had large splotches like a leopard with black stripes running down the back. People called these creatures king cheetahs. Some thought it was might be a cheetah-leopard hybrid or a new subspecies of cheetah. The mystery wasn't solved until 1981 when the king cheetah was born in the DeWalt Cheetah Center in South Africa. And it was revealed that the cheetah's markings... A result of a rare genetic mu- uh, mutation. Oh. So these are a phenotype. Yeah, it's not. So a phenotype is a physical attribute that doesn't affect genetics. Yeah. So it's always there. Uh, it's kind of like uh, albinism. Yeah. Yep. It's you can have the traits for it, not express it, mm-hmm. or you can have the traits for it and express it. Right. Yeah. Um. But there's still some arguments about that one. That's why that one's here. Uh, that it may be its own subspecies, and that individual had, had the genetics for that subspecies. Just had it in its. So that's kind of the argument with that. That'd be that'd be interesting to actually find out for sure. A lot of the reports of king cheetahs were a lot, not a lot larger, but larger than cheetahs. Cheetahs are very small, big cats. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about 
some of the other big cats in Africa. They are not large animals. So this one was bigger. Yeah, they were supposed to be leopard-sized, mm, which is okay. not small. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. They both kill you. Aren't cheetahs the fastest animal on Earth? Is that right? Or is it leopard? Fastest land mammal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fastest land mammal. Is it cheetah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think blue marlin go just as fast, if not faster. Some of their prey species go faster. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Peregrine falcon, don't hold me to it. Oh, yeah. It's like 213 miles an hour. Yep, yep. So they actually have special fluid glands in their eyes to keep their eyes from exploding. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we talk about the falcons earlier this year? This Who that, knows? Who knows? You're right. I don't know. We talked about so much stuff on and off the air. Yeah, I know. It's hard for me to keep up which, which one's which. And this is, sorry guys, this is not very well researched. This was really a lot of copy and pasting. It's been a little bit of a rough week, so it's not as uh, fleshed out as we normally like to keep it. But another one is Homo floransius. Uh, Folktail, it's a human. It's oh. a primitive human. Uh, Indonesia, it's, an, it's an orang appendix. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it's what they believe that they miss these tiny people. Yeah. These really short things. Now, I've seen uh, I've seen a video supposedly of one of these, a calm film. They were, as far as we know, as recently along humans up to twelve thousand years ago, but we don't have a definitive extinction date. Mm-hmm. And there was a really big uh, these uh, diminutive creatures have basically one third the size of adult modern humans' brain. Uh, same family tree as humans, very close relatives. Small head though. Um, 19, oh, 2003, there was a really big spike in sightings in these guys. Okay. And so that's just kind of why they're being talked about again. Yep. Some people think that they, they ring a pandic in Indonesia may also be a, uh, a homo foren, I think it's homo florensius. I think that's what it is. Did you ever see the, uh, video of the guy, like, riding them, it was like a motor... Yes, you showed me it. I did show you that one? Okay. That was pretty interesting. It looks, looks looks real enough to where I don't think it's CGI fake, but... Uh, now we're going to talk about the king of cryptids. When we talk about this, the king of disappearing, extincting, and then reappearing. Okay. The coelacanth. Yes, I know this one. Uh, it was rediscovered in 1938. Uh, local fishermen had... Uh, they, had seen the creature on and off for you know forever there's actually now five colonies been rediscovered hmm. uh they were believed to go extinct with the big mass i believe is the big mass extinction of the dinosaurs mm-hmm. uh but they've survived like just four mass extinctions mm-hmm. um the stories they could tell not very many because they're not very bright well wow. you ever seen the look on their face <laughs> they're on a lobed fin fish they're basically the last surviving members of their whole family group. Don't they have like armor, like plated scales? They're or pretty thick scales. Yeah. yeah, they're uh, they're they're pretty tough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as many cryptids uh, it was well, as many cryptids are. They were well known by the local inhabitants and not believed by modern scientists until some guys like there's one right there in that fish cart. Didn't they find one on the? Then they find it off the coast of Madagascar. Isn't that where they found the first this one? This is Africa, South Africa. I think it was Africa, not Madagascar. They are found in Madagascar. Okay. But I think it was like Cape Horn or something like that. Oh, so South South Africa. Yeah, okay. way, way down there. Yeah. But yeah, they were right off 
they live off the coast drop. So basically these big deep sea cliffs, they live on those. Mm, okay. So they're not caught very often by fishermen because it's hard to run nets on that kind of stuff because yeah. you're not going to get your net back. Right. I first, you know where I first learned about coelacanths? Hmm. Animal Crossing, the original one. Are there coelacanths in there? Yeah, the first game, first Animal Crossing game. And when you catch it, it says, it's like a living fossil or something like that. So I was like, what does that even mean? And I looked it up and found the whole history of coelacanths. I was like, ah. And they are a lot different. So it's like crocodilians when people say, well, crocodiles are living dinosaurs or whatever. Yes, crocodiles were around. The exact species we have probably weren't. Uh, they have made a lot of changes over the mm. years from their fossils. Uh, not my baby bowfin, though. Still Amia is... calva. There are Amia calva from the Jurassic. So, they're, they've been around a while. They're the last living member of their whole family group. Oh, nice. Bowfin ruled the world at one point. There was a species that got like 20 foot long and acted like an orca. That'd be sweet. I know, we'd all be dead. Which, can you imagine that and that? You wouldn't. <laughs> That thing would crawl out on the boat. Unless you, uh... And it, 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 they were, they'd actually, it was like called like Rhizodons, and they'd hunt simi on land. Oh, yes. Because yeah. it was during the time of giant amphibians. Yeah. So the amphibians were like, hi, I can get out of the water. Yeah. And this orca-sized killer would come out, crawl right after him. Like, oh. Um. Neither of them were fast on land, so it'd be the slowest high-speed chase. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like watching a slug chase a worm. It, it, you have to speed up and put it to Benny Hill music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you ever seen the coelacanth in person? I've seen one at the Smithsonian, yeah. I've seen, like, was it living? No. I've seen one living. Yeah, what aquarium has them? Um, um, we, we went to vacation and... Was it Vegas? Nope, it was, uh, I think we went to, like, the Bahamas or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Atlantis. I think yeah, they was... like, they like tropical water, so that makes sense. It was pretty sweet. They're big. They're, like, they're bigger than that fish tank. They get... Like, the one we saw, it was, it was all... You know, it's big. Not maybe not as wide as your fish tank there, but it was just yeah. They get. I think they get four four or five foot. I mean, it was like they get two hundred pounds, but their ancient cousins would get like fifteen foot. Oh, jeez. They're big. They're not small fish. No, no. So yeah, I guess that's a good point. These are not small animals, but they're in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, the next contestant is not small by any means. Quite the opposite. Want me to take a guess? You know what it is. Oh, okay. I, is it the giant eel? No. Oh, okay. This is the last thing we're going to talk about oh, today. Oh, okay. It's called Just Think. Huh? So, it's, my little topic category is called Just Think. Oh, Just Think. Yeah, Just Think. I thought you said so Just So, we, think. I hear all the time that, you know, these creatures can't exist. There's nowhere for them to hide. All this stuff. So, we're going to talk about something in the ocean, which, you know, is 73-ish percent of the Earth's surface. So, I get it. Stuff can hide in there a lot easier than it could on land. But in 2021, last year, we just discovered a new species of whale. And this is not a small whale. This is a rice whale. Um, they're tentatively being called it. That's not a decided name yet. Um, 65-ish feet long. Uh, they're a they're the same family as minkies and fin whales and stuff like that. Uh, these are not small animals, 80 tons. And they're just discovered in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, wow. And they were, yeah, all the time. It's just, there's all kinds of stuff that stay hidden. In the Gulf, too. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, in a highly dense, packed area. All kinds of tourism. What kind of whales they look most like? Thin and, thin and minky whales. I guess I can't picture that, man. Blue whales. Smaller blue whales. Oh, okay, okay. The long guys. Yeah. 
Uh, these are whales that are typically built uh, for speed mm, and okay. endurance. Yeah. Uh, they do mass migrations. open water travel migrations. Yeah. Is that nomadic or is that... They... Whales kind of fall into a lot of their own categories when we start. There's like 15 different types of true migration. Mm. Uh, whales kind of, maybe you wanted to use what we just talked about a little bit ago. It would be kind of a seasonal nomadacy. They have areas they're going to go, they want to be at. Mm. They have calving grounds. Uh, they have areas with rich food. So like um, a lot of times, I'm trying to think which whales I really know really well. Food is a lot better near the Arctic. Okay. But it's really hard to give birth there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of whales give birth in the south and then take their calves up there to feed. Mm, okay. What? Any reason why they call it a rice whale? I think it's the guy's name. Oh, okay, okay. I don't have it in my little blurb here, but I think that's the marine researcher's name. I was expecting them to find it off the coast of Asia or something. No, I think it's a, I think it's a guy's name. Guy's name, okay. Or it's named after somebody. You know, there's a lot of rules when you get to discover your own species. You're not allowed to name it after yourself. A lot of people don't. You're not? Mm-mm. I thought people did that. Nope, they name it after somebody else. Hmm. So you got you better be special to somebody. Well, yep, you better name something after me if you find some new fish. As long as it's not some, like, dork fish. I was going to say. So I don't... I'm not going to say the name, because there's, like, a name of this fish that has, like, four swears in it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the name of this fish... Did someone just name it that? Yeah, it's like, they really hated this fish. What is it, sheephead? No, it was... <laughs> Even more hated? It, I don't know why. It's nothing bad. I don't... It's not seen very often. All right, Jay, any final comments for this? Oh, no, this hasn't been fun. I, this is kind of a put-together thing. I know it wasn't very... Mm, I liked it. Okay. I don't know how anybody at home will like it. We will see. Yeah, I mean, this is... I wish we had a, yeah, we need to get a little, like, video upgrade or something where we can sh- flash little pictures of, like... Start doing YouTube stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think these are... As long as you can visualize what's what we're talking about, it's pretty neat stuff. I don't know how to record and do a PowerPoint at the same time, but I've seen people do that. Yeah, I've seen that too, yeah. But we could do that. That'd be... Hmm, we'll have to figure that out. All right, well, I think, so this is just a good thing to show you that, you know, a lot of cryptids can be a lot of different things when we say the word. It's not just Bigfoot and stuff like this. Right, yeah. But, you know, it's a lot that people at home, you know, this this shows you. There's new things discovered all the time. Things are real recently discovered that are large that we've known about. People have known about giant squids since, you know. Long, long time. 4,000 B.C. Yeah. And we just got a body in... Uh, oh six. Yeah, just past twenty years. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird to say. Yeah, ain't it? I feel old. Well, we're getting there. All right. Well, I have been Justin, the Marine Explorer. Oh wow. Marine Explorer. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like because we talked a lot about marine species. Um, and I've been. Uh, Jay, the marine enthusiast. The marine enthusiast. I just love marine things. Do you? Oh, I just can't get enough. Okay. Nah, I like aquariums. If I go to zoo, aquariums got to be the number one spot. I that and then the giraffes. Close second. Oh, you mean the tall donkeys? That I want to put a saddle on and own and ride and... I don't know. Their physique's built. 
to have somebody on their back. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. There's a saddle that'll fit. That's why you can't ride cows. Oh, you can if you're creative enough. No, I'm just, you're going to break their back is what's going to happen. Oh, okay, okay. They're, they're literally not built for it. Like, oh, they don't gotcha. Like, bearing back. Well, I think I, I, a giraffe could hold me. I, don't, I just don't know how their back's designed with tensile strength and stuff like that. Well, their neck's big enough. I'll just hang on to that. There you go. That, I know. A little enough. saddle that hangs under it, like a, oh, like a, like a chair. Yeah, you get, a, like, a first-person view of that. It's going to happen. All right. Oh, you got to do an animal noise. Let's do a... Uh, Dang it. I was hoping you'd forget. Let's do a platypus. A platypus? That was one on the list. That's what a platypus sounds like. Okay, that's like your everything noise. Wow. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace. <laughs>